Welcome to Design Talk Hawaii with your host, Matt Gilbertson. Design Talk Hawaii is brought to you by MGA Architecture. And now, here's Matt. Well, welcome back again to another edition of Design Talk Hawaii. It is Friday, 4 o'clock, and you are stationed at the place you're supposed to be listening to this show each and every week. So glad you could join us again. As you know, this show is dedicated to providing a a voice and a, a mouthpiece for the artistic and creative community, of which we have an abundance in our Honolulu and Hawaii marketplace. And they do amazing things across the entire spectrum, uh, both here and abroad, in any direction. Uh, we are an arts, organ- arts community that is quiet in many ways, but is m- quite a lion elsewhere. And it's exciting to hear about so many people that either come from elsewhere and turn Hawaii into their home, or people who from Hawaii are making the world their oyster. So uh, I'm glad you can enjoy, enjoy this show. If you have any feedback, we certainly love it. So MGA Hawaii, uh, uh, you can reach me at, at matt at mgahawaii.com or matt at designtalkhawaii.com, spelled out. If you have any information or you'd like to share any information to, to share on the show with our, our listeners, as well as if you have guest suggestions, uh, we're always looking for creative people that you might know that... Uh, would like to spend an hour talking and sharing their insights. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and LinkedIn at Design Talk Hawaii. Uh, so please do send the information along, and we're happy to share it along with our folks. Um, as you know, uh, there are people in the community who are the artists who put work together and are constantly churning with their creative uh, juices. And then there's those, those, there are people who uh, also add into their uh, repertoire being uh, organizers to help bring those folks together and make that their mission to make sure that the community uh, has well-packaged programs and well-packaged events so that it can inspire and it can, it can intrigue and it can uh, challenge our community to uh, evolve and uh, support all the artists that are in our community, but also support new thinking and new ideas. And today we have a guest who is doing just that, uh, Donnie Cervantes. Donnie, nice to meet you. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, great to have you. He is a not-for-profit arts organizer, aside from having his own artistic abilities, of course. Uh, I don't think there is anyone in that realm that probably hasn't, uh, doesn't dabble in the arts themselves. Uh, but Donnie is, uh, is the director of Alpuni Space Gallery and a co-founder of Trades Air. Uh, he's a artist in re- it's an artist-in-residence program on Oahu. So, Donnie, tell us a little about those programs. They're, they're quite interesting. And, and take, us, take us into some other things you're doing. Cool. Yeah. Um, so, Trades is a, an artist-in-residence program that I started with a friend of mine on Oahu. And Alpuni Space is a gallery. Um, and they're actually in collaboration with each other in some sense. Um, and uh, so what we're looking to do is provide a support system for contemporary artists in Hawaii. Mm. And through those two avenues, um, we can kind of come together and uh, have that goal be um, realized. Oh, excellent. So how many uh, folks have you helped realize that goal of being a resident? And how long has the program been going on? The program started in October of last year, and we are about to have our third artist um, come in the middle of next month. Oh. Uh, her name is E. Fowler. She comes from Los Angeles. So these are imports as much as local artists. Yeah. Well, the res- the artist in residence program they are uh, bringing artists from elsewhere, 
to interact and um, kind of trade ideas with. That's why it's called trades mm. um, with the local community. Um, and the main beneficiaries are is the local arts community here. And oh, I it's see. Specifically based in contemporary art. Oh, so they put on? Uh, do they put on like seminars or just have open? Yes open uh, workshops and things? Yes. Uh-huh. Um, they're meeting with university students. Our last um, artist, Michael Wang, did exclusively uh, K-12 through interactions. We went to two different schools, uh, three different events, um, to mm. really engage and expose and kind of um, build the groundwork of, for young people to um, think about the possibility of having a career in contemporary art in Hawaii. Mm. Um, that they can do that, that they don't have to go and, and uh, go off island and, and go to other kind of more bigger cities mm, that yeah. you think. Yeah. So how does someone like you motivate, motivate? Where do you get the motivation to draw to start something like that? I assume you started both of these? or Alpuni Space is a collaboration. I'm working with Pu'uhunua Society mm-hmm. on Alpuni Space. Um, but it kind of came out of conversations uh, that we started with trades about what um, contemporary artists need here. Um, and that's a, a space to show their work, mm-hmm. right? And, yeah, I've uh, heard that just about every artist that right. who's ever been on this show right. has said that. It's just for some reason there's really an emptiness in that in Hawaii. They just right. don't have enough venues, huh? Yeah, to get feedback from their peers, you know, to possibly sell their work, to, you know, earn a living, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just to uh, create more... Um, cultural avenues for for visitors and for our our local community to Mm -hmm. gather look at work celebrate people um exchange ideas so the gallery is incredibly important in and is one of our goals that's basically now kind of realized um because we do have this it's just a simple you know three white walls in kakaako in a in a warehouse space where's it at by the way it's a 729 awahi street Mm-hmm. Um, it's down the street from Salt mm-hmm. and uh, just a, a neighbor to Lana Lane Studio. Mm-hmm. So there's an incredible community of people there um, who have shown up. You know, we've we've had at Alpuni Space, uh, we've had our we're on our second exhibition, um, which is a, an artist, a local artist named Solomon Enos. Yeah, Solomon was on our show. Yeah, some so, year, some I guess almost a year or more ago now. Yeah, yeah. he's an amazing person. Um, High energy, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He Can't is. keep that man down. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. And he's um, kind of put together this entirely um, different uh, body of work. It's all of these um, kind of classical paintings of uh, flowers, floor arrangements, but with this really kind of postmodern take on it. Mm. Um, so this is something that you wouldn't expect from him. Um, he is a he is an amazing chameleon almost mm-hmm. of the art world. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he, he's so productive. Yeah, I've been so so lucky to get to work with him on this project, and and as well as the thoughtful. I mean, to to voice mm-hmm. and discuss his work is, mm-hmm. is just as fascinating mm-hmm. as to see it. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. he's so vocal and so willing to share and so effervescent. He's, right, you know, <laughs> right. He can tell you a lot of things about his work that you would not. Uh, yeah, and I, I find that important for. Not only myself, I mean, I'm a, I would call myself an artist, but not a practicing artist as an architect. But for the regular population who, you know, they don't aren't necessarily as trained to go in and observe a piece of work and know how to extract out of it the meaningful components other than what they might just do themselves. But, right. But they always, everybody feels that when you walk away from something like that, if you're not somewhat trained to know what, what and how to look at something, you somewhat feel like you've walked away 
underfed, you might say. You want well, more. Is, that's, is, is that a common fallacy of the issue? I, I think it is, I'd have to say, because I want, especially as um, a group of people who are trying to further ideas in contemporary art and to make it accessible to the public, mm-hmm. um, basically what you come away with after you view a piece of, of art is that that is your experience, right? Mm-hmm. You should feel comfortable um, and, and I don't think people should feel like they have to get it. Um, so there's not a punchline to get, in other words. It's, sometimes there is, sometimes there yeah. isn't. You know, and, and we usually don't have the artist standing there um, telling us what it's about. Right. When you do, that's like a luxury. That's great. You get to get direct insight about what their work is about. But I always tell like um, students and, and, uh, and people that are working on developing their practice that, that the viewer isn't going to know what you're thinking right they're going to get their own they're going to get what they get out of it isn't that basically a, one of the clarifying di- differentials between contemporary art and and other art eras you might say perhaps i mean that's what i'm i'm a novice at this i pretend yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, i mean I've, i'm only an artist in the sense that it's relevant to being an architect i've never practiced art in my own right well i'm glad but, you mentioned it because i i do feel that's that's important to us um with trades and and um and that we want the public to appreciate art and to get what they get out of it and mm-hmm. to like be and not, open. And not be insecure about that exactly right yeah that's as I, that's what i was meant to get at was there's sort of a sense of insecurity that if you're not an art critic or an art aficionado mm-hmm. that you walk in and out of those places and feel like geez i feel like i just was in someone else's life right as an art right as an art observer yeah it's like how do we make the connections between um the viewer and make them feel comfortable to experience art and you know it's really interesting children don't have that at all you're right and so like in contemporary art and modern art you know museums you see like kids are just they connect with it so easily you know, yeah, because they, they don't, don't have that ha- judgment. Right? Yeah, well, it's not a judgment. Yeah, they, they just don't feel. Yeah, self exactly. Yeah. yeah, and so how do we really kind of put that to the side and and, and peel that away? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that's what we're trying to do. Trades is trying to do with our public programs and just have talks that are accessible. Sometimes they're not. You know, sometimes it gets heady and it gets you know. Um, but that's that's another thing too to to kind of bring the public into mm-hmm. is that kind of critical discussion of of what you know. What is the future of contemporary art in Hawaii, and how do we support the artists? And we have the same discussion in architecture mm-hmm. because architecture, as a field, is often known as a very heady field, right? Mm-hmm. And and it can be considered a little snobby and all of that, right? And for mm-hmm. the rich and all that. But those of us for doing this show and other things are trying to break down those barriers, trying to give people that realization that that architecture really is ever, ever present in their lives. It's ever well, present yeah. around them for more than even art, right? I mean, yeah, you have yeah. to admit. Way more, yeah. And, and yet they feel this distance to art, architecture. They don't right. feel this connection sometimes. And it's a lot of it's just the ability to observe and know mm-hmm. how to observe your surroundings. You're right. It's the same thing when, when you see a really um, kind of architecturally compelling building go up and you're like, I don't get it. You know? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, do people understand Frank Gehry? His work? Probably not. I think if you look at but it I the think same they appreciate way, it yeah. as, a, as, as, you know... Even if you give them two quick statements, then they go, oh, I understand, right? You give them something to hang on to. And, well, and should you? That's the question. I don't know. I don't know that you need to give them a statement. Um, you can, you can, I don't think it's important to spell it out too clearly. I think it should be experiential. And that's how Frank Gehry would say, has said it. He, right. doesn't like, right. you know, he doesn't like to overexpress it. He lets his work stand for itself, in a mm-hmm. sense. That's mm-hmm. the that's the common phrase an architect would use. I let my my work speak for my speak for itself, right? I think that's a that's a pretty 
good good way to go about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, when you have someone like Solomon in the room at try, his opening, try not letting him talk about exactly. It. <laughs> no, I mean it, it's, it's kidding. Just kidding, Solomon. It's great. <laughs> I love you. You man. know, it's that's a treat for whoever showed up to the opening and yes. got to and got to um, you know get insight into these. Um, what you look at is like a flower in a vase. Um, but there's so much behind it, you know, yeah, he's, exactly. he's not just, you know, kind of painting a still life. It, it, it's couldn't be further from, um, yeah. So that's the show we have up right now up until the 31st mm. at Apuni space. Um, Very so cool. I'm glad yeah. we got to talk about that. Yeah. Um, well, let's take a break and we'll come back and pick up where we, where we leave off. All right. And we're right back with Donnie Cervantes and design talk Hawaii. Seven sixty KGU, part of the Wall Street Business Network. And now back to Matt Gilbertson and Design Talk Hawaii on AM seven sixty. Okay, we're back on Design Talk Hawaii with Donnie Cervantes. He is a not-for-profit arts organizer involved in all sorts of things, including his own activities, Alpani, uh, Alpuni Space Gallery, and he's a co-founder of Trades Air, which is an uh, artist-in-residence program here on Oahu. We just spent the first segment talking about those programs and their motivations, and uh, I, think, uh, I think you said you had another major event or activity that's coming up that you're also organizing. Yes, I'm uh, helping to organize contact uh, it's called Contact Hawaii. It's an exhibition of contemporary art um, made by artists in Hawaii. And yeah, we've talked about it on the show, I think, before, haven't we, Chaz? Yeah. I think Malia had it. I've talked about it a little nice. bit. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. It's finally coming to fruition. Right. What's the dates of it? Um, it's opening on April 6th, and it's running through April 21st. And Aupuni Space is one of the contact zones, is what we're calling them. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> um, so the main uh, exhibition or the biggest contact zone will be the Honolulu Museum of Art School. And then there are six other places that uh, we're having work in. So one of them is Aupuni Space, uh, Bishop Museum, Hawaii Theater in Chinatown, the Royal Hawaii Center, sorry, Royal Hawaiian Center in Waikiki, uh, Saks Waikiki, Sheraton Waikiki, the Surfjack Hotel, and uh, the Tea Galleria at DFS Hmm. Um, so on April 6th, we're having a bunch of events in Waikiki. Oh, excellent. That you know, evening. My office is right there. Well, you'll have to come. Right out. across the street from Royal Hawaii. Yeah. 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 So oh. it'll be a really fun, like, walking event. Um, How is it structured at the Royal Hawaiian? How are they doing it there? That is, I believe, in a um, in a in uh, an underused part of the 
Rojo Wine Center that we were able to get access oh, to. Oh, like a, have an upper in. floor or something? Yeah, exactly. Oh, cool. Exactly. Oh, yeah, they've always had, there's always trouble with retail on upper floors. So there's always available space <laughs> well, on the upper floors. Well, that's great. You know, that's, you know. <laughs> and that's, that's exactly what they're used it. for. We no, will use that's it. perfect. We will use it. Um, uh-huh. Alpuni Place, actually. So Alpuni Space comes from um, a previous iteration. Alpuni Place was at Ward Warehouse last summer. Oh. Um, and it's something that, uh, that, Pu'uhonua Society got together, talked to the owners of the place um, because people were moving out, and um, we were able to secure like 10 or more empty retail spaces for artists to work in over Mm. last summer, Mm. which was kind of became this like utopic spot for art in Honolulu. Where was it at? For that time. Ward Warehouse. Oh, which is gone okay. now. Yeah. So you got it right before it was uh, Mm -hmm. gone. Yeah. When everybody moved out and it was in its... There were some people that were still there, so oh, it was yeah. kind of like half retail, half oh. art studio. So you had it some was good great. circulation. Had it was amazing. Yeah. yeah, it was like so. Um, you know, we're always trying to make those kind of connections, make things happen, find space for someone to use. Yeah, um, I've always said. I mean, uh, I've been involved with the architects, AIA, American Institute of Architects, and, and the ideas that have always popped up in my head is. How do we keep ourselves right under the nose in the daily life of everyone so people don't distance themselves from the architectural world any more than the art world, right? Mm-hmm. And I like that philosophy of, you know, find places that people are and, and right. don't don't put it in, under under glass, you might right. say, and make it okay. so pristine, right? I mean, we, we – I don't know. I, would, it, I guess there's just this sense of awe that people might have if you do it that way, but it's I, I always like to look to, to break that down. Right, you know? right. And and through the – What know, is the pool – Hunua Society? You mentioned that. Hunua Society is, um, so Hunua is uh, like a place of refuge, gathering place. Um, and so that is in support of, of art in Hawaii. It's a it's another non-profit. Yeah, another non-profit. Okay. Yes, kind of global. Um, much that, bigger umbrella kind of? Yes. I see. That's, okay. um, and they've been around a much longer period of time. Yes. And, okay. Trades is like brand new. And so um, I see. we've been lucky enough to have their support. Incredibly lucky. Um, is, that, is that economic support as well? Do they offer grants and, and financial they do. support? They oh. do. Not to us specifically, not right, to right. trade specifically, but yes, they're, oh, they are good. all about um, supporting artists oh, who excellent. live and work in Hawaii. So Contact comes out of that, the Contact oh, exhibition. So it's the fifth year. They always pick two curators mm. who uh, will kind of work with local artists to realize certain there are certain amount of commissioned projects that mm. we provide funding for mm-hmm. and um and then there's also an open jury day where anyone can just bring their work in and um for possible inclusion in the exhibition really so that's coming just up. Yeah. kind of an open call mm-hmm. huh how does that happen when would, when would that be if anybody out there has work that they that is on april 1st at the honolulu museum school it's not a joke. April Fool's Day, is it? No. You're not joking. It's right? not. <laughs> <laughs> you are going to let people in. It is real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so oh, that's cool. Yeah, so, so April was, 1st, April 1st, anyone can bring any artwork in. That it's a contemporary art show. A contemporary art yeah, show. Yeah, okay, yeah, don't yeah. bring in your old stuff. Bring in your fish. Absolutely. Yeah. Things that you made. Um, and, uh, and it has to have a certain time zone, uh, like made within the last two years or never shown before or how do those rules it work? should be yeah yeah it should be we could say that you yeah know, it should be it shouldn't be something that's you know you're not dusting it off out of your closet after right. the 16th time exactly. of being in a show exactly yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah. something fresh something new yeah, yeah we don't want to have seen them before is contact the theme of the 
show, or is it simply the name of bringing people together? I mean, is there a thematic undertow other than contemporary art uh, as an as an over over umbrella of the whole thing? Yeah, some of them have themes. That's what I'm picking up on. And yeah, is there a theme that drives a uh, underlying theme of the show? The theme is context zone, um, oh, okay. context zones, which is like the kind of um, expanding out of the Museum of Art School into these different spots around the city. I context see. zones between visitors and locals. So between... commissioned work that's tied to that theme is be- has been put out by some of the artists that have been drawn in? Well, that's as it is presented. Okay, but that's so it's not, not really so, the theme. So it, when you, I got okay, you. so when there's a theme for an art show, we could talk about that yeah. a little bit. It's yeah. not always like, okay, I'm going to make um, my piece about, con- like, you know, we can all say that that's a theme of the show, but usually artists are working in their own realms and, and we kind of uh, have things fit that theme yeah. or you try to, it's kind of it's a not directly commissioned for a specific um, thematic it, it, direction well, very often. It's a gray area. Let's just say that. Oh, I see. You know, like it's like <laughs> it's a curatorial construct that like my show is called this, and um, but it's more of a it's more of a theme, as you say, like a theme. But it's not like every work in the show is going to be talking to you know contact zone as a as an inspirational mm-hmm, start. Huh? Mm-hmm, yeah, because mm-hmm. everybody's starting and finishing their work at different times, right? The idea of contact, the name of the show in the in the more global sense, is um, like first contact when uh, Hawaii was a place before before outsiders came. You know, first contact is when mm-hmm. um, right. explorers and you know so that that James Cook and the whole yeah thing. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. that's contact. Um, I see. So contact zones as it's as it's presented in this show is. Um, these different places throughout the city where to people are going to – Yeah, with for, for, com- for visitors to make contact with our local artists, for um, our community to make contact with them, to, to view the work, mm. see it, experience it through these different um, programs that we've organized. There are so many of them. I can't – I mean, I have a list of them in well, What's the website? I think we should send them there. ContactHawaii.com. Well, that's pretty straightforward. Yep. ContactHawaii.com if you yes. want to learn a great deal more. That'd be the easy place to find it all. Absolutely. You know, you know I have a question. As an, um, do do they are there three dimensional parts to this exhibit or? Oh, we, absolutely. I mean, and are there space defining elements to this, i.e., architectural type of things? There you know? are sculptural type of things. Okay. Um, three dimensional work. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That will be installed in different places, especially the contact zones. It's basically like putting a piece of art in a public place, right? Mm-hmm. So all of these um, different uh, spots around Waikiki that have been so generous to um, interact with with contact to let you know artwork be installed in a public space mm-hmm. where there will be a lot of people seeing these artists' work more than if it's just at the Museum of Art School right. and you've got to go there to see it. Right. And We're putting artwork yeah. out just like, you know, at Saks Fifth Avenue or at, um, you know, a Surf Jack Hotel where right. people are going to interact with it on a, you know, we'll have an audience of, of many more people. Much like the, the way they were doing pop-up uh, retail spots uh, through powwow and things like that. I know that happened. We had the powwow folks on mm-hmm. at least once or twice, mm-hmm. and that was how they did it. They rolled it out in the middle of, uh, what was it, uh, DFS down the middle. They had pop-ups there. They had pop-ups all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, DFS is one of is, is a contact zone. Oh, is it? Um, okay. Yeah, Taiji Terasaki will have a, an, an installation of photographs um, that you kind of view as you go up the escalator. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. So let's take uh, let's take a break. And we'll come back, and I want to know more about you. I okay. want to know where, how you got to become an arts organizer, 
what motivates someone and how did they arrive. So we'll take a step back when we get back. Cool. With Donnie Cervantes at Design Talk Kauai. Seven sixty KGU, part of the Wall Street Business Network. And now back to Matt Gilbertson and Design Talk Hawaii on AM seven sixty. And uh, when it would rain, it would all turn. They were beautiful, the most beautiful skies, as a matter of fact. Uh, the sunsets were, the sunsets were purple and red and yellow, and fire and the clouds. Okay, we're back on Design Talk Hawaii with Donnie Cervantes. He's a not-for-profit arts organizer, creative person in our community. Donnie, tell me about that music. That's fascinating stuff. It obviously shows a, you are all about contemporary, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, it's actually an old song, but I was you know, trying to think of something that would sound good on the radio. Yeah. It's, um, yeah Who it's is that? A, it's the, by The Orb. It's called Little Filthy Clouds. I mean, it's like even a song that predates my... Um, you know, it came out when I was in high school or younger or really? something. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It sounds like more than fresh. <laughs> yeah, it does. It holds up for sure. Oh, you're only 26, though, so it really doesn't matter, right? Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> it is just yesterday. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, you know, let's take a step back. I mean, we've, we've heard a lot about Contact, which we can continue to talk about because obviously that's a major program. It's in its fifth year, you said? That's right. Okay. Yeah. But first, I want to take a step back and find out more about yourself. Okay. Um, so our listeners can also understand what what path does a person take to be at your position as an arts organizer in Honolulu? Where did you come from? How did you start in the art world? Or where have you been? Yeah. All right. Uh, I grew up in Southern California, um, and I uh, had interest in art. I always had have had interest in art and and kind of making art or being being. Um, I have like older siblings um, that have all been very encouraging throughout mm-hmm. my life um as well as my parents um my dad kind of has a has a lot of artistic talent and so i went to art school mm. um where'd you go after high school in new york city at uh, parsons school of design oh, it's sure. called. well that's that's definitely a reputable place i yeah. hear a lot of people talk about that as being one of the best in the country huh? yeah i think so mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um and so after that, I was just in New York City for, you know, 15 years or so, uh, having, you know, working with different artists um, collaboratively on my own, working on, on projects. Um, and uh, what, is, what is art? A lot of people out there maybe have never been to an art school. Describe what an art school context is. How does art school work for, for a student in an academic structure? I mean, it's not a traditional classroom environment that most people would know how does art school days how do art school days work in a sense how do they flow um usually when you start um most of them operate on this kind of uh foundation um year unless you 
unless you know exactly what you want to study. Mm-hmm. So you kind of do like, um, you know, drawing, painting, photography, you know, you kind of dabble in everything and you, and then you kind of a survey the, across the whole spectrum. Right. Yeah. Um, and at the same time you're taking liberal arts classes, um, to satisfy, you know, uh, a degree. Yeah. 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 Two, two different degrees of, of, um, difficulty at different art schools, you know? Yeah. Um, but Parsons was connected to, uh, the new school for social research. So they did have, um, uh, a really good group set of, uh, classes that we could take. Mm. Um, luckily. And, and then by the second year, you kind of decide what medium you're going to work in. And, um, with a mix of technical and conceptual, um, courses that kind of round you out or try to, Mm -hmm. um, try to expose you to, you know, um, historical context in your medium. Um, so there is a pedagogy sort of on how it unfolds. Yeah, is there that should cons- be. Is that consistent with all the art schools, or is that no. vary as many as there are art schools? <laughs> it totally varies, yeah. It's like yeah. architecture schools then, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. And some are more innovative, and some are less, and some are more focused on, um, you know, uh, technical abilities, you know, mm-hmm. to where you'd come out as a, as like almost like art as a trade, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, some are, are much more about critical thinking. Theoretical. And, Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it depends on where you go. I see. So if someone's out there looking for an art program, they shouldn't think uh, one is like them all. They should be Absolutely very scru- not. and be very uh, yeah. skeptical and very uh, careful my, about how they pick. Yeah. My takeaway from that or advice would be to really look at, um, you know, uh, universities that have an art program built into them because you can study more than one thing, you know, Um Later on, I guess we'll get there, but I worked at University of Southern California for five years before coming to Hawaii. Mm. And um, and I really learned that the opportunity for a student to study like business at the t- same time as having an art minor or the other way around or, um, you know, science or molecular biology or and then those kind of sometimes made the most interesting students, art mm. students, yeah. because they were coming at it from this totally other place. And, um, isn't art really that premise of your vantage point, your, your entry point into how you're viewing the world, how you're viewing a subject? Isn't that a, a core part of the differential between one artist or another? Yes. Individually. Cause it's really yes. about your yes. view, yes. right? Your view and yes. whatever view that Absolutely. is. And that's why some of the most eccentric people in the world are often the most interesting artists in the world yeah. because they've got a complete, uh, same in architecture, you know, some architects go through architectural training rigid training but others never touch an architecture school and they end up being more profound architects than yeah than others yeah yeah i was always surprised by students coming through classes um where they were taking photography as a as a, an elective and then they really got hooked on it and then they decide to have an you know an art minor while they're studying whatever they're studying at usc um and so that is why i say look into that type of school um uh, so yeah. that you could really come out with more than just an art degree, right? So that's, so a, that's as opposed to one that is strictly an art, art liberal school arts. standing on its own mm-hmm. somewhere without an attachment to a larger system. That's just my opinion, yeah, you know? Well, that's that's a good opinion. I yeah, mean, and I learned that just by, you know, I went to a, to basically just a liberal arts school where I came, did all art, 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 mm-hmm. um, and, you know, did okay with it, but, but you have to, uh, in order to, um, realistically speaking, make a living with that, 
or to digest. I mean, you, you have to see the world. And the best way in college to see the world, since you're so obsessed with what you're doing, is through the college experience, right? I mean, how, you don't have a lot of extra time on your hands, right? So it's better to get immersion yeah. in as much as you can while you're in that college world, right? Yeah, you're not seeing the world, but you're... Well, a part of yeah, the world, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A view into the world, yeah. yeah a perspective, yeah. yeah. Right. So let's pick up where... Uh, okay. So you you left Parsons and, had a, and headed into... I headed into uh, – I stayed in New York um, basically working with different artists on, on creative projects, um, working really closely with a couple of different people for a long time. Um, Celebrity-type artists, you mean, or just friends of yours? Or? Yeah. Well, oh. friends of mine who became celebrity-type oh. <laughs> artists. Um, and then, you know, kind of did that for 10-plus years um, – how did you support them? I mean, I'm just curious. How did I support them? Yeah, what, I kind was of, a, what does a support person do to somebody in that Well, in position? that specific case, I was printing um, color photographs for an artist uh, mm-hmm. and kind of working very closely with them and developing a really distinct um, way that their work was printed and realized. So it's know, sort of an apprenticeship end. type model almost. No, huh? no it's not, not that? because it was, it was more collaborative. Oh, I see. You okay. know what I mean? Because it was like working with that artist to realize their, um, their works, their right? Goals, How's yeah. the end? No, no, the end, you know, the end piece, like the color, the actual color printing of the artwork, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. you know, like the print, the physical manifestation of this like piece of, of art and, and how it would be presented, what color it would be. You know, so you collaborate through all of that process, and then yeah, I see. So yeah. they've come up come up with an inspirational direction, and you've helped them realize it. Is that a, another yeah. way of rephrasing it? Well, okay. So if it's you know, yeah, yeah, that that works. <laughs> I just do it in my own words. I yeah, do that so that I can <laughs> I can package it in some way I understand it. Right. Because right. um, we have we have similar things in our profession, but it's more of an we would call it an apprenticeship, and then it's very much a master you know master slave if you want to go as bad as that no, but master no, junior relationship until the, someone because no. it takes so long for someone as an architect to actually absorb through osmosis in that environment to actually become a colleague you might say right right yeah no this is different okay cool um but at the end of that and it wasn't an end it wasn't a bad end or a good end or it was just a decision so there was this opportunity to um to work at usc to run their photography program um Decided to do that. Moved from New York to L.A., which oh. is where I'm from. Okay. Um, big change. Go from always working freelance, always kind of, you know, um, you know the benefits and the hindrances to working freelance, right? Is yeah. There's no stability. Yeah. Or sometimes you're just kind of showered in, yeah. in jobs and money, and then you go on vacation and, and uh, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, you never know. You absolutely know what next year looks like. Right. Oh, absolutely. Or, or even next, next month. month. <laughs> or, yeah, 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 yeah. So depending on how big the projects are, right? So yeah. this could be interesting. Let's let's go um, have a real job with benefits. And the first time I ever had health insurance. Mm. Um, really? You know? Yeah. Wow. Um, so I moved to LA and did that uh, for about five years, and then decided uh, this is not what I want to do. I could have stayed there for life. You know, you're set up. Right. I was just about to start getting like double time vacation. Um, <laughs> yeah, the five year mark. Right? Yeah. Yeah, the institutional and mark. <laughs> so there were a couple of. Um, was, that a gut, was that a gut instinct that made you feel this just isn't it? I don't fit this structure. There were a, there were a few different things that um, that made it seem like this wasn't it, but mm-hmm. um, we don't have long enough to, <laughs> to get into. Yeah. Um, but, but there were signs that were pointing me towards here. A few oh. different signs, right? 
Um, Already pointing it to Hawaii. Huh? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My sister has lived here for about seven years, and I realized that I was visiting a lot. You know, mm-hmm. it was I was much closer. Um, being in LA, it's pretty easy, and at times of year, pretty um, inexpensive to fly mm-hmm. back and forth. And started meeting people. Um, I met Gay Chan, who's the who runs the um, art program here at UH Manoa, mm-hmm. and um, started having conversations with her. Um, a few different people about uh, openings or possibilities of of something that could happen here mm-hmm. in Hawaii with contemporary art because I felt like it was, um, you know, as a visitor, as a visitor, whenever I go to different cities around the world, I want to check out what's going on in art. I'll go to the museum, go to galleries, you know, try to connect in that way mm-hmm. wherever I am. And I felt like it was a little bit hidden here, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Now that I'm here and working with all these people, there's a very robust um, community of contemporary artists and people that are working and, and exceptionally talented. But I didn't see that as a visitor. So it was a, is it, you felt it, it's an exposure issue probably as much as anything. Well, getting getting those support, people opportunities to Yeah, it's a support the issue. Yeah. It's an exposure issue. It's, it's um, kind of how do we face the community towards the world, you know, in that way. So contact is a... Direct, Absolutely. Direct spin into that. Yeah. yeah, and that's been happening for five years, and I, you know... How long have you been here now? I've been here for almost two years. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I'm You've done new. a lot in just two years. My gosh. Setting all this up and, and jumping deep into contact. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm so glad to be working on contact this year because it's it's one of the the biggest and most direct ways that we can help contemporary artists here, and it's very closely aligned to what our mission with trades is. How many so, artists did you? Is there a number to the number of artists that you have? Well, because of the jury day, which is coming up, there is. Oh, not you yet. haven't had that? No. Yet. Oh, no. Okay, that's right. Yeah, but it's going to be a big show. It's mm. a it's a survey of contemporary art in Hawaii by an independent group. It's not you know there are there not are not affiliated to an, an institution of some sort. No, it's being hosted at the at the Museum of Art School, which is an exhibition space. Mm-hmm. Um, Right next to the main museum. Yeah, Lilacona yeah. School. Right? Linacona. Linacona. I've always said that wrong. Linacona School. Yeah, I've taken art art uh, classes there myself. Yeah. Yeah. So so this is um, basically this this group of people just like let's do it for ourselves. Like let's have this show where we let's just let's just make it ourselves. And so now it's in its fifth year. It's gained momentum. This year is a big um, expansion to all these different. Extra oh, this is the first year it's kind of blowing up like mm-hmm. that? Oh, mm-hmm. that's great. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, in order to kind of reach more people, mm-hmm. you know, um, and in the in the creative ways that we um, put art in front of people. On the, is the, the uh, was it April 1st? Is that the jury, the, is that where all of it gets evaluated? Well, no, there's been a, they've, the, the two curators, um, Michael Rooks, who is uh, from the High Museum, Oh in yeah, Atlanta. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He used to be. He used to work at the the Honolulu Museum here. Um, in the past, I'm not sure when he. I'm mm-hmm. not sure in the details of when he was here and when he left. But he's back to do this, and then also um, Keola Raposa, who's oh, yeah. a designer. Yeah, he's fitted. been on our show, and I think we're going to have him on again, probably relating to contact. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We're going to take over your show. I love it <laughs> for the next three. That's weeks. what it's for. <laughs> this, is, this is meant to be molded and shaped to fit the community. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we would appreciate it. Um, so, yeah, they, those two are are curating. The, the the work and commissioned so they did a lot of studio visits and um, I think back in December 
they were working on it and kind of getting the ball rolling with the different people mm-hmm. that are selected and doing commissioned works. Mm-hmm. And then the jury day is kind of folded into that to where so there's always an opportunity for someone to bring in an amazing piece of work and be included. Mm. You know, so it's 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 an inclusive model. It's not just selecting. Um, not all commissioned and all identified ahead of time. Huh? Right. That's, so that'll be fun to go through. Is that public? And, Can people come and watch that process? The jury day? Um, I think it'll be chaotic enough that if you're not bringing, uh, if you're not showing up with work to to um, just, to drop off, that that it's gonna be a it's gonna be a crazy couple days. A lot of, days. of people. How many people all, are they expecting? Do they have a number in their head? No, I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> They do it's this my first year, so it'll oh, be okay. my first jury day. Do they do this every year, or is this the yep. first? Okay, no, no, so yeah, they're used yeah. to doing mm-hmm. that. Okay, mm-hmm. I bet you that would be kind of crazy. So between April 1st and April 6th is going to be a fun time, mm. you know. Yeah, yeah. you don't get much time to wrapping finish up. It all, wrapping Jeez. it all together, putting it all out there. Mm. Um, and, yeah, we'll be ready. Do you have, we'll cor- do you have any corporate sponsors involved? Um, unfortunately, I Probably there not are. the question for you. Yeah, it's not the question for me. I <laughs> I'll do ask have you. these sheets. Um, there are. There are. Okay. Absolutely. Well, we'll find um, that and out. I and people can go to your like, website. No, that's okay. The website again was... Uh, contacthawaii.com. Contacthawaii.com. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's take our final break. Okay. And we'll come back and, and wrap up and talk about your future. And now that you've arrived on the shores and your excitement, we'll be right back with Donnie Cervantes at Design Talk Hawaii. Seven sixty KGU, part of the Wall Street Business Network. And now back to Matt Gilbertson and Design Talk Hawaii on AM seven sixty. The most beautiful skies. Okay, we've landed. <laughs> We're back on Design Talk Hawaii with Donnie Cervantes. He's a not-for-profit arts organizer who's deeply involved in the promotion activity with Contact that is coming up, as well as has his own studio called Apuni Space Gallery and a co-founder of a group called uh, of an effort called Trades Air uh, Artist in Residence Program that he founded. So. Uh, we were talking about where were we? I wanted to. I did uh, figure out. Who oh, our we gave you that moment for contact. That break. Good time to take yes, a break. Very so, important. So, very important. who are the uh, corporate sponsors for contact? We are so <laughs> grateful to the mayor's office of cultural affairs, Namea Hawaii, the Charles Engelhard Foundation, Hawaii Tourism Authority, Dawson Hawaii, and the Atherton Family Foundation which uh, Trades was also lucky enough to receive a grant from Atherton. So mm. um, they are doing a lot to support art in Hawaii. And um, we're really grateful for all of these uh, these different groups, as well as all of the different contact zones, the people that are hosting the different you know pieces in Waikiki. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's a really concerted effort. Yeah. How many volunteers do you think are involved in all this? Mm, Tens? Again, hundreds? You're, you're, you're catching oh, I'm hitting the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> let's, say, let's say hundreds. It's got to be hundreds. Yeah. yeah. Right? I mean, when it all comes down to it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, I, this, this, I, I, and I don't know the collaboration opportunity or the, the context of the sharing, but uh, the, the biennial that just happened, mm-hmm. um, 
I would assume that there's a lot of cross fertilization between the players and the people of all of absolutely. these, you know, and that they share a absolutely. common goal, right? Yes, absolutely. I, I, I don't know the difference between the mission of the Honolulu Biennial, other than it's every other year, and it mm-hmm. picks. It, I think it does pick more of a theme, right, than a direct theme. Per, Again, yeah, themes. Yeah, themes. <laughs> the, the issue of themes. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and yours same, is an annual thing. event with a different sort of direction, right? But, but yeah, but everybody kind of has. That we're a small enough art community, they must mm-hmm. cross over in a lot of ways. Huh? Yes, we do work together, That's and we good. have to work together. Yeah, um, it's it's uh, imperative that that these different groups, and we do, and um, you know the difference between it's just a different organization with with kind of different uh, with similar goals, but you know different implementation. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's you know contact is is uh, more nimble, right? It's it's like three weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. we're and uh, and is it showcasing more? Is the difference something like showcasing more of the local artists? Versus, yes, absolutely. Okay. All right, that's that's probably the biggest distinguishing. It's a hundred percent art made in Hawaii. Oh, okay. Um, Whereas yeah. the biennial is probably more fluid about that, right? And yeah, they have their their construct of of how they um, put together their their stuff. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we have a what probably about five minutes or so. So okay. Let's take a, a, I mean, I'm curious on a number of fronts. One, um, what you see coming for contact in the next few years now that you've had your feet wet yeah, in it a little I, bit. Yeah. And then also for yourself, you mm-hmm. know, so if you want to take some time talking to either one of those, it'd be great. Yeah, I think for, um, I think we only have uh, growth ahead of us, you know. Um, the fact that this, uh, the fifth year of contact has really taken hold and people will expect it every year and it's become part of, you know, um, the art experience here. And, um, do you think our community could blossom in a way that we perhaps have never seen as an artist community that, you know, uh, rivals places like, I guess I could arguably say Austin is a very artistic and creative place. Yes. Are there cities yes. like our scale, you could yes. say? Yes. What are some other cities that are sister cities, you might say, in the concept of what we're aiming for? In the size? Yeah. Um, well, I say we aim high and just, you know, kind of, I, I wouldn't even say cities only on the mainland i think mm. honolulu is a very global city right so you have to think about it so in, a different in context, a global yeah. sense because yeah. so much of of our culture and so much of our um the people that uh that come through here all the time are are coming from different places in the world so so we're um, singularly unique in that i would guess of any u.s so. city right oh yeah for yeah. sure and perhaps even in the countries, world yeah 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 countries. i think there's there's a, a confluence of different um points here in Hawaii that that make it very very unique um yeah um, I mean there's the uh, is there do you have a uh, a bridge into the into the local Hawaiian community in this contemporary art world I mean yes. I don't often hear that those two working those two communicated at the same time and we've have a lot of people on the show from the Hawaiian community art community tell, well, tell me a little about that like Pu'uhunua society in specifically is uh meant to to serve and um elevate that that area of the contemporary art world oh really okay yes. so, so that is uh that is you could you could and should have somebody from there you know on to talk about that for an hour because it's there's a lot there oh, you know yeah. but definitely contact is definitely facing and and um and bringing in that voice and and elevating that voice um, so that is definitely part of it, 100%. Yeah. And there's that side. There's also all the Asian influences, all the Micronesian influences, everything. It's just amazing. The 
I suppose every city probably sees themselves in that context, no matter where you are, right? But I can't imagine anyone our size as a city having that much, you know, external influence that just constantly is churning through it like this. Is that yeah, is think, that a fair statement? I think so. I mean, you've been here a lot longer than I have. Yeah. But, but yeah, I would say that's a fair statement. Yeah. Um, so, absolutely. So on your on your own personal front, we've got a couple minutes of. What are you what Traits? are you seeing for yourself now that you've oh, got yourself settled self? in for my a couple years self. here? What are you thinking? <laughs> Where, what it, it must just be still a honeymoon phase for you, huh? No, I'm very I, I'm here for the long haul, definitely oh, okay. putting down roots and, and getting this program started and, and helping it grow sustainably. That's a main you know, we don't want to just become a huge arts organization. Speaking about trades, it, it mm-hmm. definitely needs to be sustainable here because we have to be realistic about um, our growth opportunities and um, but but that being said we're following um, we're following all different kinds of leads and 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 uh, ways to grow and and engage with the community in a really uh, you know profound way really well, help and you and your connections both to the east and west coast you you must look to those as good opportunities to expand the horizon for Hawaii because huh? I know yeah, there's several absolutely many people come through this show and I there's so many that have have come into Hawaii with, with, I'd say, an ambitious goal to keep us well connected to the entire U.S. spectrum, you know? Of, to the world spectrum. Yeah, okay, yeah. 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 At least yeah. the United States. From I, I mean, if you've lived and worked in these other places, though, those are personal contacts. It happens in the film industry. It happens here in the art community. Yeah, there's right? an opportunity to, to put um, artists in Hawaii on, on a world map through those avenues, mm-hmm. through trades. Yes, mm-hmm. that's definitely part of it. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh-huh. Donnie, it's been a pleasure having you, and uh, we wish Contact very much success. So, yep. the, the, again, let's get the basics out again. Yeah, on April 6th from 5 to 7, Waikiki, come to the lay stand at Royal Hawaiian Center. Oh, right out in front there, yep, yeah. kiosk outside of Tiffany, mm-hmm. and that'll be the place to get all the information about all the contact sites on April 6th in Waikiki. Mm. And then April 7th, there's a big opening at Linakona. That's the main site will open April 7th evening. Please come down. So two nights of programming to start it all off. Mm -hmm. And then the schedule is what? After that, how is it? How long does it last? Until the 21st. Until the 21st. Again, contact Hawaii.com. Yep. We'll give you that information. There's a lot of information. Yeah, no, Um, way way more than we can handle here. But But it it goes every day, pretty much something every day for the rest of the the run. Absolutely. Excellent. Well, everybody, go check it out at... uh, at contacthawaii.com.com, not .org, .com. Yep. Contacthawaii.com and find out more. And the other thing, tickets needed for anything? Do you know? No, it's a free event. All it's free a, and yes, all open. Yes, yes. Wow, sounds spectacular. Well, thanks, Donnie, for being on the show. Thank you. And all of you, thank you for listening. Come on back next week. We'll talk another story. Have a good week. You've been listening to Design Talk Hawaii with Matt Gilbertson. Brought to you by MGA Architecture. Join Matt every Friday from 4 to 5 in the afternoon right here on AM 760, part of the Wall Street Business Network.